Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, I'm Austin Ely, and this is the all-new Rugby Tonight podcast. This week, I'm joined by Benedict Kay. Hello, Austin. You keep that quiet, don't you? No. Not many people know. Well, You've shortened it to Ben. If anyone asks me what my name is. You say Ben. Well, that is my name. Well, it's a shortened version. I don't say Oz, do I? Okay, maybe I do. Anyway, we're going to be looking forward to this weekend's Aviva Premiership Games and reflect back last weekend on the record-breaking 50 tries. The best week opening weekend for you? Yeah, I thought good. it was. We'll talk about that a lot more later. But before we crack on with the podcast, here's a little tease of what you can expect on this week's show. Northampton wing Ben Foden was our star guest on the live studio show. We've come off the back of a good results of our pre-season and, and we were confident. You know, I was sitting in the hotel room having a coffee with Dylan Hartley feeling confident that we were going to go in and beat Saris at Twickenham and it was going to set our season off the way we wanted. Alistair Eakins sat down with summer Leicester recruit Johnny May and his landlord and fellow Tigers newbie George Ford. So pretty much I came straight back from honeymoon into England camp and then I thankfully George put me up for a few weeks. Um, we don't need to go into the ins and outs of that, but um, I'm not living there anymore. Um, my wife's moved up. I don't necessarily want to go into my living arrangements presently either, but um, I'm fine um, and I'm just focusing on the rugby. And Sarah Elgin went up to sales training ground to catch up with the Southern Hemisphere duo of James O'Connor and Faf de Klerk. I think there's something pretty special that's going to happen here. And, uh, there's uh, a lot of belief in this team and um, all the talk around the camp is, uh, is really positive. All that coming up later on the show, but let's kick off with, well, the opening weekend. I had a wonderful summer off, and towards the end of the summer, you're thinking, oh, can I really be fussed going back and watching rugby? Well, usually it takes a while to get going, the Premiership, doesn't it? We've, I know. We've had it in previous years where you come back thinking, actually, there's a load of good new signings, particularly last year with all the, the, the marquee signings that had come in, and it took a while for them to bed in, but it was... No, no delay this year, was it? I actually enjoyed the first weekend of work. <laughs> I looked forward to going back to Leicester Tigers the following day. But it was an amazing start. Saracens were incredible, weren't they? Yeah, I think you know, that we were expecting maybe, you know, was, was there a bit of nervousness there, but they just looked their same old self. You could tell in the warm-up, all smiling, joking. Scott Brits, I spoke to him before the game. And he said, it, oh, it's definitely my last season, but I'm going to enjoy it. And he had a smile on his face for the whole of the afternoon. It was brilliant to watch. See, I was thinking, I was I was looking at um, Instagram or Twitter or one of those stupid things whilst I was away on holiday on the beach. And uh, I saw them all messing around in Bermuda. And I was thinking to myself, that doesn't look like pre-season that I remember. That does not look like a gym. It does not like him sick in but the, the bin. The good, the good thing about that is for, from the, 
um, from the board's perspective at Saracens is they now know they have to deliver or next year <laughs> they're going to a prison camp somewhere in the south of France. Well, I don't know if you remember, we went to Northern Ireland one oh. year. Went to Northern Ireland and stayed in bunk beds. Yeah. I had, a, I had to room with Martin Corrie as if it's not, and he didn't have any carbohydrate. He was on a fat loss diet. <laughs> so I had Martin Corrie with no carbohydrates for a week. He very nearly killed me after about three days. It was all his fault. Um, but I don't know where 50 tries, whether it was the new laws, new attitudes, just new think, season, a I mixture of all three. I think a bit of everything, isn't there? But I think the new laws have not, I think the new laws over the last, not just this year, but over the last sort of three years have changed coaches' perspectives. And it's been deliberately done by World Rugby, so we do get more tries. And I think coaches are thinking, well, actually, we are going to have to attack more. And, and it's, it's great to watch. I thought the, you know, the Gloucester-Exeter game on Friday night set us up perfectly because... You know, had that finish right at the end where I've never experienced in the Premiership an atmosphere in that one one minute of a game when they scored and went over, just the, the noise and the excitement. It didn't happen the other way last year against Leicester. Leicester scored in the very last second to win the match at yeah. Kingsville, very first yeah. game. So they've had some great starts to the season. Belters. I think the new laws are actually designed, and it's a bit contentious, but it's true, uh, to help New Zealand. So if you watch how New Zealand play with Aaron Smith around the breakdown, how he gets really quick ball, steps back and then advances really straight towards the defence, the tackler now not able to compete will really open up that channel yeah, for him. It speeds up. And we saw, I don't know if you noticed, but some of the, so in that Leicester game, when Leicester were behind in the, in the last few minutes, Johnny May coming off his wing yeah. to attack around that area. And uh, Veanu as well was attacking around that area. It almost been you know was it said at half time that well, that's where you're going to get the the change not out in the wide expanse i'm wondering whether um people you know phil larder started it the guard the bodyguard whether defensive coaches are now going to have to start reappraising the way that they look at the defense do you stick someone behind who can then fill in to either do you know side what do? bath did it really well with photo ali when he yeah. came on he watched he blitzed out from the backfield either straight through the middle of the rook or straight to the ball carrier to apply yeah. pressure. I thought that was a, a good tactic. Um, but also, maybe thinking about how you defend out wide a lot more and breaking it up, because sides now just seem to be coming wave after wave after mm -hmm. wave, and it might actually trigger sides going back to look for the really big tackle. A lot of sides were trying to do that, but I thought the skill levels were excellent for a first weekend. Normally, yeah. I always think first weekend sides are going to be a little bit rusty, a little bit nervous, but virtually every single side bar let's say Northampton in the first 40 minutes, and they changed it around in the second yeah. half, they looked like they could all play. Oh, the London Irish in particular. Superb, yeah. And that's that's the key, isn't it? Because if you're getting fast ball, as soon as you lose that one, two defenders with an offload, there's, there's nowhere to recover. Who was your favourite? Who would you stand out then? I'm just looking at the games here. Gloucester, Exeter, brilliant game. Newcastle, Worcester. Newcastle looked very, very good. I, I, I just... No one had the complete 80 minutes. You can't say that, but... Um, all of them had their, their golden patches. I thought, you know, the, the start that Wasp made, I thought, oh, here we go again, exactly the same as last season. Same with Saracens, you know, with their start, but then the, the ability of Leicester coming back, nearly pinching it at the end. But but Bath probably played the, the game that was most like Premiership Rugby of, of last year, didn't they? And, and they just bossed it. And I think Leicester maybe thought I oh, will come out and we'll play this all action with our with our new backs and yeah. then they got hit by a big back row that, that actually did manage to stop them on the gain line 
got that momentum with the pick and go game. Um, it was even, strange because Calafoni's had quite a good pre-season, carried really well, but yeah. I suppose he's never played they, the they quality. They looked better when Williams came on, didn't they? Yeah, much better. He was yeah. a lot more direct. But if you're going to be carrying into Francois Lowe and Garvey, you're going to get your head yeah. kicked in, really, aren't you? It doesn't matter who you are, unless you're Billy Vanapola or, you know, me. Um, <laughs> you just get your head kicked in. I just get my head anyway. kicked. That's at home. Never mind at the pitch. Uh, and yeah, Leicester came back into it. I thought the defining moment was Manu ignoring the uh, three on two. Uh, if they, Leicester score, then they probably go and yeah. win that match at home. But what a brilliant opening I'll, I'll weekend. Tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pick my favourite, and that has got to be London Irish coming yeah. back into the Premiership and you know, get, getting the win. But not just, you know, by no means a fluky win, was it? It, it, it was a really good performance. and uh, No massive names in that team, no. is there? There's not one. Franks, they bought, maybe. But. They bought good people as well with um, with Premiership experience. So like people like Petrus Duplessis, who's obviously a great bloke off the field yeah. and you know, adds to the environment as well. Um, Blair Cowan, though. Yeah. What a game he had. Yeah. You know, I've always thought he's a good player. Particularly thought he would have played more games for Scotland. But okay, enough of the opening weekend. Let's take a little look now at the interview that our very old Martin Bayfield did with his fellow saint, wing Ben Foden. I'm sure they just spoke about Una, the fact that she was a massive pop star, and you know she then married Ben. And it's all gone downhill. It's gone downhill <laughs> since then, really, hasn't it? Has <laughs> to be honest. Well, no, his hair's got better. She's gone solo. She's gone solo. Superb. Let's find what, out. What's your favourite of her songs? Uh, I just like all the Saturdays. <laughs> the blonde one's my favourite. What was her name? Can you remember? Keith. Keith. He was definitely my favourite. Anyway, here's what Bave's had to say with Ben. Thanks so much for fronting up. It was not a comfortable start to the season for yourself right. or the Saints. As is always the case, you get a game like that and the fans let loose, as is their <clears> right, of course. We had a quick look at one of the Saints fans' forums, and this is what was said. On Wednesday, Fodes is on rugby tonight. He has a huge responsibility to tell it as it is. A half-empty Twickenham suggests the fans have had enough. Mm, debatable. So, Fodes, legend that you are, Frank has got please tell the world what is wrong. <laughs> this is it. Don't venture into North Korea. We'll leave that somewhere else. Let's just stick to the rugby. Um, what is wrong? Well, I, I can sit here and come up with all the excuses in the world, but at the end of the day... If you look at the bare facts of the game, we just weren't at the races. Um, we were beaten in every facet of the game. The 50-50s all went Saracen's way. They were desperate to get the ball. Our tactics were probably wrong in terms of our kickoffs. It played to their strengths. Uh, and we know that Saracens are a good team. And, you know, the big thing for us, the defence let us down. We pride ourselves on having a strong defence. And I think we only made one positive hit, you know, collision in, in defence. And once you get guys like... Um, you know, Barrett going forward on the front foot. They're, hard, they're difficult players to stop, and their offload game was superb. Their tails went up. We were up against it, and yeah. suddenly we're under the sticks, talking amongst ourselves, going, what is going on? How do we fix this? And it's sort of like quicksand. When you find yourself in that sort of situation, the points just flow in, and before you know it, we were trailing 27, 30 points down. Well, we've got loads of tweets coming in, and I'll, <laughs> I'll go through them, but we've got two Bens on, so to avoid confusion about who the question is to, we'll call you Ben, okay. and we'll call you Sloth. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> it's time this year. <laughs> you guys. Um, so anyway, picked a hell of a week. This is from Foes. You're tweeting yourself. Which you just talk to yourself. It's easier. Uh, picked a hell of a week to come on BT Sport. We will go easy on you. It wasn't all your fault. Uh, Danny Kerr has come back to you. No, they'll go easy on you like they did me. I think he came on after they had a big defeat as well. <laughs> haven't timed it well. And Ugo's got involved. Yeah, timing not the best. Sure, the le well, Ugo didn't write that. Someone did it for him. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so Jamie Crosby, he's come up with uh, why have Saints fallen? I think that's a bit, bit of a 
you can overreact to a game like that. It's the first game of the week of the season. And do you not think, you know, this weekend you beat Leicester at home. Everything's back on track. <laughs> All's and, forgiven. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're talking a bit about last year as well. I think that, you know, the tough thing is not just getting to the top, is staying at the top. I think that uh, you look at past teams who've done that very well is Leicester. Um, Saracens are doing it now. Uh, and... You know, Northamptons, we, we pride ourselves on, on, on being a top four side, and we have done for years. Last year was our, you know, the first time we've, we didn't hit the top four, the expectations that we expect as a, as a team. And, and obviously, the start of the season against Saracens has not gone well, and so people are going to start asking yeah. questions did, early doors. Did this pre-season feel any different to last pre-season? Could you tell last... Well, I, I know you'd never say it at the time, but could you tell last, or last pre-season wasn't quite as good as the, the year before? Or... or? Well, I, the, the, the difficult thing with pre-season is, is, is you go into games, for instance, at the weekend, we, we've come off the back of uh, a good results of our pre-season and, and we were confident, you know, I was sitting in the hotel room having a coffee with Dylan Hartley feeling confident that we were going to go in and beat Saris at Twickenham and it was going to set our season off the way we wanted and obviously that didn't happen uh, and then you start doubting yourself thinking oh what, what have we got to do but we don't have to reinvent the wheel we know that we've yeah. got good players we've got, got to play better yeah we've got to play better basically I mean, it's quite simple yeah. isn't it but I mean let's, let's go on to a real serious matter and this one I think this is directed at you Sloth um, do you have a favourite Saturday's song uh, Love Machine Love Machine yeah. <laughs> and did, 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 you didn't write that did you no, do you not get the joke? No, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, uh, scrum off, fullback, wing. I, I remember first meeting you, Fodes, probably 15, 16 years ago in a bar in Bournemouth. And yes. you were deciding whether to play scrum half, wing, fullback. Do you think you made the right decision? I came, I came, I came to you for advice. <laughs> what a mistake that and was. And you gave me terrible knowledge. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually remember that. Yeah, it literally was about 15 years ago. I went and met you in a bar and, and just talked about saying, uh, getting tagged with being a utility player and, and what kind of you know, advantages it is of that there are. And, and for me, I think it's put me in good stead playing on the wing. I've played on the wing for England. Uh, played nine for England, played uh, fullback for England. So just three positions. Then. Just the three positions. Okay. You know. There's another good one there that's sort of linked. If you could choose one back to play with, who would it be and why? Um, uh, what? Obviously the... not the guy that gave you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, if there's a back three, obviously someone like Jonah Lomu, someone like that. Um, a natural ability, a guy who changed the game forever yeah. as well, and he, you know he's a legend of the game. And uh, to play alongside someone like that would be wicked. What about, let's get away from the, from the tactics. So, Jane, Jane McNulty, uh, what international team do your children support, England or Ireland? Are there battles in Chateau Foden? <laughs> there, there are a bit, yeah. My wife's very passionate, or as, as all Irish people are, so she's very... Uh, they, they can support both, but it's more England. There's a, they've only got England shirts in the, in the wardrobe, so England at the moment, I think. Um, what are you looking to get out of this season? Trophies, call-ups... A win? I just added that <laughs> yeah. last one. Um, obviously, when you set up your store for the season, it's, it's a, a top four finish to give yourself a, a chance of, of, of being in the playoffs and, and winning silverware. Um, European ambitions. We managed to sneak in the back door of uh, the European Cup and obviously we've, we've drawn an absolute stinker against uh, the, the French champions, the champions of Europe and the, and the pro 12 champions as well. So we've got a work cut out, but you know, our, our, our main focus for that would be winning home games, trying to sneak some away points and, and qualifying for the knockout rounds of Europe as well. That, that's, that sort of sounds weird, doesn't it? We're, guys, we're talking about a Saints team now who's just looking to win the home game, sneak a few away points. Is, is that the right mentality? Or do you need to get back to, to where it was when, when Saints were one of the dominant sides? Well, I think that if you're going to be a dominant side, then the first thing you've got to do is, is make your home ground a fortress. Um, 
European rugby now, I think that most teams literally target their home games, thinks if we can get maximum points from those home games, it gives you 15. I think that you probably need around 19, 20 points to be the lowest qualifier to, to jump in the, in the last rounds. Um, and obviously, if you can win one of those away games, that'll give you a good opportunity of finishing top of your group and going through that way. Um, and obviously, in the Premiership, for us, first and foremost, you win all your home games. That's half the games of the season. And then you look, look forward to those away games and trying to sneak points, like I said. It's just about putting yourself in position you know, to make a run of it. You need a, you need a run of games as well, and confidence grows with that. You know where you are. Set yourself targets of where you want to be looking to be at certain points in the season. And then, you know, when the trophies are handed out in, in May, you find yourself hopefully in the right position to challenge for the trophies. Here's one for you then. Um, actually, you might be able to get, use some of your media training to answer this one. Does Jim ever lose his head, or is he just the world's most level-headed human being? Um, <laughs> that's actually. He's one of his best mates, Jim Mallory. He goes around for dinner most nights. You must have seen him smashed up. Not smashed up, no. Yes, you He is just very level-headed. And the, the nightmare is that you, you'll have a chat with him the night before a game and you have a good, good, good chat and whatever. And then you interview him and it is the straightest of bats. He gets the but you don't go around to his house and interview him, babe. You go around and drink I'm, red wine. I'm never off duty. <laughs> also, I'm never off duty. <laughs> but but, but what, what, what is he... Uh, what, what, has he, how has he reacted to, to last season where there was a lot of pressure, question marks over, over whether he was going to stay and, of course, now not a great start to the season? Well, he, he, like you say, he's quite level-headed. But at the same time, I've known Jim for years. For, since I first started playing professional rugby, Jim was my coach at Sale. He was my coach at under-21, he's my coach now. And even now, when you get called into the, sort of the headmaster's office and you sit down in front of Jim and you're like, oh, am I in for a, a bit of a toast in here or is he going to be nice? You're not sure. So you still have that fear, that element of fear. But he is... You know, he, he, he knows the game inside and out. He's very level-headed. He knows, like I said before, we don't need to change the wheel. We just need to tweak things, get things right, get the physicality right and the breakdowns in defence. Uh, and, and we know that we're a good side. We know we've got quality players. Uh, we've had a few injuries. We've got a few guys coming in this week, though, that are going to sort of hopefully spark us a little bit. The competition's good in training. And, and when we get the right balance, we're, we're away. So we'll be playing at the weekend, if selected. I'm sure there's quite a few guys that would like Monday to come Monday would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think the appraisal for the Saints on Monday, that has got to go down in one of their worst 40 minutes in their yeah. club's history. They did, they did come back. And to me, it looked like a bit of a lack of direction. Obviously, we're not used to seeing Harry Malander playing at 10, are we? But it, it, there wasn't anyone bossing it and, and a little bit of rabbits in the headlights on the opening day of the season maybe someone like Dylan Hartley should have sort of bossed that a little bit more but with all his experience but they have yeah. got a lot of injuries let's not forget you know they're missing Francis Horn Raynak um, they've got North still to come back yeah um, Raynak Raynak's not injured is he? he's just no no they, just Horn, they both only arrived late so they, they were tired I think Raynak you know, will make a, a big difference yeah, I, he, I think he will he's sharp around the break but they down, need they need a fly half because yeah. Malander is you know he's a good player I personally don't think he's of international quality. Definitely not yet. Um, but he's not a fly-half. Well, they've got Piers Francis, end of the season, but then some big news today. Yeah. Big news signed, what? Down bigger. They signed another one. Yeah, for, for next, next year. Season. So that's weird. because I think Francis will end up playing 12. Yeah. They'd have bigger and Francis together, which would actually be a really good combination. But like you said, I think Malander, for me, was really quite good going forward. Um, but defensively, he finds himself focusing on the ball at the rook. And when you've got people like Scott Britz cutting lines, you don't see them. It's impossible to tackle someone you can't see. And I think Britz did that on a number of occasions. And even if he does that and you see him late, you end up being short on the inside defensively. 
They yeah. just got absolutely destroyed. I, I think what Jim Mallinger will be probably be most upset about is it's just that lack of structure both in attack and defence we pointed out that actually at times you could th almost throw a blanket over the whole team they're all in one area of the field and you know in defence you don't really want your 10 defending at guard on your line do you and no. I know he's a big lad Harry Mallinger he's powerful but he's the last person you want there he's thinking about getting out and just a simple show and a go and they score the try well this is another example we're talking about defence is changing the pace of the ball is a lot quicker mm. And you are going to get under a lot more pressure if you stood at guard or particularly bodyguard. And I think maybe it might Constantina defences a bit in the short mm -hmm. term. They might just think, Do you know what, let's get a bodyguard and maybe two bodyguards and get a lot you're, tighter, secure that up. You're and, right. then, and then we can drift. Because everyone is, everyone is at the moment is attacking down the middle and getting that offload game. Yeah. And it's like, you mentioned Phil Larder. It's that old Phil Larder expression of let them score on the outside if they're going to score anyway. Stop missing tackles, Ben. We've got the most. <laughs> I remember that expression he had quite a lot. Healy, get off my pitch. He didn't have to say that. I was already off on the bench. He said next to me, Stretch why does Ben keep missing so many tackles? <laughs> He's not very good, Phil. Oh, can't we get him off? No, he's in charge of lineouts. I've turned into Yorkshire then as well. Yeah, I hope Phil Lauder's all right. I miss him. Miss his training sessions. They were really good fun. They were. They were great fun. Um, yeah, but I was a bit worried about Northampton because this season you lose pick em all and we try and big them up a bit. Oh, he's not too much of a loss. And Jim Mallander says he's only one man, but he's one of the best players in the world. And you think, right, okay. So how have you evolved? What are, what are Northampton now doing differently that they weren't last year? They had loads of possession last year. They couldn't create chances. They ended up lateral. We didn't see any of that. And the second half was a bit of a fight back, but I sort of think Sarri's thought, well, we've got Bath next week. This game's already won. Yeah. They definitely took their foot off the gas, and there's a bit of a false dawn there for Northampton in the second half. So I am really, really worried for their supporters and, and for the team. Yeah, I think you're right about Pickamore because I remember a few times, and it wasn't just us, the other people on the BT crew were... were were saying, well, let's compare. And we got the stats up, didn't we? When they had pick-em-alls in the team and when they didn't have. And you could see a, a massive difference in their attacking game, not just because of what he did himself, but where we've said over the last two years they're not particularly good is when they get slowish ball, no one can restart that. And he was the one person that could run into a brick wall or, or pick and go around the base of a, a mall or a ruck and, and get them some go forward. Because once they've got that momentum, we saw in the second half, they can play a bit. Yeah, we've got some players to come back. Uh, both nine and uh, and ten as well. Hopefully Francis is back soon. He looks like a great prospect for them. But moving on, uh, we had a little bit of a, an interview earlier on in the week with uh, George Ford and his new tenant, I think he called, uh, Johnny May. Johnny May. Strange that, that Ford is giving a tenancy out to May. It must be just related to their the related pay. Is that is that true? I mean, can you tell me anything about as a I board member of Leicester? I wouldn't know what they're paid. Of course you would. I would. Uh... You sign the cheques. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the bigger uh... cheque? Um, yeah, me. Excellent. Let's hear what they had to say. So, guys, welcome. Tell me what it's like, George, being back here after spending your formative rugby years at the club. What's it? What is it like? Has it changed a lot? Have you changed a lot since you were last here? Uh, well, firstly, it's great. It's great to be back. Um, obviously, went away for four years and uh, experienced a different environment and. Um, played a, a lot of rugby down at Bath, um, so I suppose from that side of things I've probably come back with a little bit more rugby under my belt, a little bit more experience, um, but coming back into to the club where there was Matt Connors back and the SNC pretty much the same, uh, there was quite a lot of lads here who were, last time I was here as well it was 
it's quite funny really, it's quite surreal, it's like coming back but just four years later, um, but yeah, it's, it's great to be back, I'm really enjoying it, um, just hoping that we can keep on working hard, get some good results along the way. How different has it been for you, Johnny, coming from Gloucester? No, very different, um, it all happened so quickly as well, so um, I've just been really focusing on the rugby really and, and, and trying to learn um, new plays new players, um, new game plan and stuff as, as, as quickly as I can so that I'm prepared going into the matches. Um, it's exciting though, it's a, a new challenge for me, it's what I wanted to um, to take my game to the next level really and um, I'm enjoying it so far. Joking apart, I mean Leicester is one of those clubs traditionally that's had a kind of history of the senior players and there's a real sort of boot room culture isn't there? So have you felt that walking in to the place? You've got to earn your spurs, haven't you? Um, no, you, you are right, they have been really welcoming though and um, it is only a bit of a laugh, the change room scenario. Um, but no, you're right. There's lots of senior players there. You've got you've got to respect those guys who've been there for a long time. But I've come in to to add to that as well. Um, learn off those guys and, and and try and add to the team. So I just want to want to learn off them and, and get better. And you mentioned how quickly all of this happened. Mm -hmm. um, so quickly that you turned up with a rucksack and nowhere to live. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much, I came straight back from honeymoon into England camp, and then I. Thankfully, George put me up for a few weeks. Um, we don't need to go into the ins and outs of that, but um, <laughs> I'm not living there anymore. Um, my wife's moved up. I don't necessarily want to go into my living arrangements presently either, but um, I'm fine um, and I'm just focusing on the rugby. Okay, George, can you please shed a little bit of light on Johnny May, the housemate? How did that go? And how did it all come about? Did he ring and rather sheepishly say, I, I need a bed, please um, give me a bed? The first week he actually came, we were in camp in Wales, so that was pretty much sorted. It was the, the two or three weeks after that, he, he stayed with me. Um, we had some ups and downs along the way. Um, Come I'd on, like give to us an up and give us a down. Um, I'll give you an up. The ups are that um, every morning he'd drive me into training and I'd have a coffee, so that was brilliant. Um, the downs would be when we were sitting in the lounge one evening and the ceiling started leaking. <laughs> It's a new build, isn't it? Yeah. So we had a bit of a, a plumbing disaster and I was on Google ringing up plumbers emergency. Um, they said they couldn't come until the morning, so that was no good. So we were ricketing around. We found the mains and we returned that off and he's had to have the whole roof replastered. Oh, good. Um, okay, so like trying to hunt for a bucket and stuff no, honestly, like that. Yeah, we were buckets, buckets okay. under the... So, so basic plumbing skills are, are, are better than they were? I think we're, be we're better for going through that. It's problem solving on your okay. feet, isn't it? And that's the sort of things we're going to be exposed yeah. to out on the field. So Clubs love all that. Exactly. Yeah, thinking for yourselves. So let's focus on the rugby um, yeah. after the domestic arrangements. Um, Rugby-wise, I mean, this is why you moved, Johnny, right? You felt the need to kick on mm -hmm. and you felt perhaps too comfortable at Gloucester. Is that fair? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's a point in my career where um, I'm probably needing to push on um, if I want to if I want to achieve what I want to achieve and, and be the best I can be and um, I just wanted to challenge myself you're right and, and, and take myself out of my comfort zone um, and and that's exactly what this has done hopefully I can come to a team like Leicester with with um, the players in that team and 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 a different environment and, and, and test myself and, and push myself. That's, that's what, all I wanted to do, really. It's all about the club, of course, at this point, but did, was there a little part of you that saw Noel, Watson, Daly all going off on the Lions tour and you thinking, right, I've got to do something special to get into that England team and break open the door in no, that respect? No, definitely. It was, like, 
obviously their their teammates of mine, I was really pleased for them. But um, it it was a tough pill to swallow, I guess, when I play in the England team with them, and I was probably the only winger not to go. Um, I didn't expect to go after the Six Nations, um, but definitely I've got to, got to up my game, haven't I, to, to stay in the mix with those guys with what they're doing, and um, I'm desperate to do that. So um, I've got to challenge myself. I've got to I've got to get better, and that's what I'm trying to do. And what about the debut, Johnny? Two tries, you'd be delighted with that. Obviously not the result you'd have wanted, but can I just isolate one little moment, your chase of Rocco, because yeah. it, it was it was thrilling to watch yeah. two, three guys, because Tullio Saviano was in there as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Moving at such a rapid pace, you were you were gaining you were gaining on him. If he hadn't had that little step at the end, you'd have had him, wouldn't you? Yeah, I watched the um, the GPS bar graph, and I was <laughs> I was getting up real good top speed, and I actually knocked Toulouse was in my line, so I dipped off when if he hadn't been in the way, maybe. But no, Rocco did well to step out of the way. I can't anticipate that when I'm running at full speed, and he, he had the gas to get there. Were you, were you at top speed there? Do you think that's yeah, as fast that's as you've ever been on a rugby that is pitch? As fast as I've run the GPS sense, so that's good. Excellent. Um, and what about the, 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 the game on the weekend? Obviously, it's massive in the context of what happened for you against Bath and in context of what happened to them against Saracens. I mean, you'd have watched East Midlands derbies from, from the sofa before, yeah. but, but this is different actually being in the thick of it, isn't it? No, sure. I mean, obviously playing for Gloucester and, and playing against Bath, I know what derby games are about. Um, and you're right, they're going to be wounded from, from what they went through at the weekend, so we can expect them to, to come out at us. And, um, We've got to match that because we're not happy either. So um, it's going to be two teams desperate to, to get better and win. So it's going to be a tough game. And just finally, on the on the East Midlands derby front, from your perspective, you'll have tasted them previously in your your other Tigers life, so to speak. But just give us a flavour of what it's like when you're in the the white heat of battle in a in a game against the Saints. Uh, it's a different intensity altogether. I think um, you play Saints, you play them at home, you play them away. Uh, like I said, the, the intensity of the game is more than a normal Premiership game. It, it means a lot more to to the teams. It means a lot more to the fans. Um, they hate us, obviously, from from their side. I don't, I'd say that our fans and don't particularly like them either. So it means a lot to a few people, a lot of people, and people get very passionate about it. So for us as players, we want to go out there. We want to first and all win the game. We want to play well. Um, we want to pick up four points obviously whatever it is but we know it's going to be a really tough game at Franklin's Gardens and Saints coming off probably a disappointing result for them they, they always react very very well so we'll have to be very good on the day. So very disappointing yes, loss to Bath. I know what was more disappointing was I know you worked Friday and you worked Saturday and on your day off with the kids you decided to take them to Leicester Tigers versus Bath. They, yeah. I thought it was going to be Dad, a cracker. Dad, can we go to the trampoline park? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Dad, can we go swimming? No. <laughs> can we go bowling? They wanted no, to go Dad. watch the rugby. <laughs> no, Dad, can we go and watch the rugby in the corporate box driver. at Welford Road? Whilst you get drunk. Corporate box. You were. You were on those spongy seats. I yeah, saw you heated. Yours is heated. Definitely, it is when you get off. It is when I get off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I've never really experienced expectation like that for the first game of the season at Leicester. Yes, there's always an expectation. There's always a almost a demand from the supporters that the club, the team, is going to get better, is going to win trophies in that year. 
and you could really sense it from the supporters. We did the first bit in the crowd and we ended up talking to a lot of the supporters and they were all saying, oh, wow, you should have seen this bat line go in the pre-season games and the forwards were great. This could be our year. I even heard that a number of my fellow commentators had backed Leicester um, at 14 to 1 to win one of them. Let's, we can't tell you what his name is. Let's just say it's LD. I mean, I, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away, but he had money on Leicester. And uh, halfway through it, he looked a little bit worried. Um, I, it was um, it's it's disappointing for for all the Leicester fans f- for that reason. I, th- I think maybe Osprey the Ospreys games in pre-season had lulled them into a false sense of security. I don't think Ospreys are, are the side they were at the moment. I think that they've had their own problems. Having said that, you know you, you come away from some games going well. You can't see where that team's going to get better. I had. George Ford not that thrown that interception, which was brilliantly taken by Rocco Daguni, and had they not gifted a couple of other points at that key stage in the game, because actually they'd had some momentum early on through that back line, and they did at the end of the game. We we might have glossed over it and, and walked away and said, yeah, Leicester are still title yeah. contenders. I, th- I think there was enough in the performance to say, actually, they're still going to trouble some teams this year. The big thing that would worry me if I was a board member of Leicester, which I, I had the opportunity to be, but decided happen. not to be. Um, well, more likely that I'll own it rather than be a board member. Um, but the thing that worried me was the carrying of the back row. Yeah. So it looked good when Mike Williams came on. He was very direct, very strong. Yeah. And he ma- you only have to make five yards as a back row. And if you keep going outside shoulder, you're going to get chopped. But Callum Mifoni, for me, I thought got bossed by the Bath back yeah, row. Yeah, a little bit. And, and that was quite a worry because yeah. when it gets wet, that's really where I George Ford's going to need his forwards on Dominic the Dominic Ryan may be more of a, a, a seven type. Yeah. You know, six Can't and play O'Connor and Ryan together, would uh, you say? Exa- well, that's just, you know, in... in I guess in in certain games they they will and um, there will be games when it's prudent to have two yeah, sevens. When you play like but Sale and the sides that yeah, are more against, open against and wasp, Bath, maybe. they've got Mapalangi, the the Tongan, uh, yeah. who can play second row or, or six, who, who's a big ball carrier, who's man of the match in uh, the Tongan uh, Tonga Samoa game uh, over in Samoa when, when we were down Samoa. It's, it's Samoa, not no. Samoa. Samoa. Um, so they they have got options there, but. Let, let's not take anything away from Bath. That was your classic away from home, tough place to go and play. You know, uh, there were a few uh, of the Bath board members and and uh, in the hospitality corporate area s- s- sat Eating. around saying, well, "I've been here so many times and, and never had a win." They came and did a brilliant job based around that back row, who were phenomenal. I thought yeah. Garvey was brilliant. Banahan as well, almost played like a back row half the time. Well, I, I think that actually Bath was the performance of the weekend. Yeah. I know we said London Irish was pretty good, but for me, going there and that expectation and Leicester the way that they were, I think that performance, the first win since 2003, that second only ever win at Welford Road uh, in, the prem- in the professional era yeah. is an incredible performance and sets them up really well for what is a difficult six weeks for them yeah. because they've got a tough run of games of Bath and but then, not many you, people you behind that starting 15. Get, if, you know, a perceived tough run of games at the beginning of the season. It is if you win. If you win that first If you couple. win the first two, yeah, yeah it's great. If you, you lose the first two, you end up like Sale were three years ago where they finished fourth one year and the next year the bottom of the table yeah. because the fixtures were terrible for them and they lost their first two heads drop a bit the pressure builds and you stop playing really well I think it's easy to overreact like you said to Leicester and say oh well maybe they're not a top four side but I think you know this weekend will tell us quite a lot won't it right Sarah headed up north to chat to sales two new recruits Wallaby James O'Connor and Springbok Fafter Clerk and here are her best bits <laughs> Thank you.
welcome to Manchester, welcome to Sale. Um, how have you settled in, Faf? Are you enjoying your time here so far? No, it's been good. Um, really enjoying the boys and they've been very welcoming. Um, lovely city, a lot of stuff to do, so it's been great. And it's a great city though as well, isn't it? I mean, what have you been enjoying about the city? Have you managed to get about a bit? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, Will Addison is there, they live in the city, so they've taken me around a bit to a lot of coffee shops around and a few nice restaurants and stuff like that. So yeah, I've been showing me around a bit, but still need to get out there a bit more. But people are very friendly and enjoying it. So. A bit different to Toulon though. Yeah, it is different. Um, well, when I first came over, I was actually struggling to speak English again. <laughs> but, um, and even the accents are a little bit uh, off-putting. But uh, I've found, yeah, the people are great, very friendly, a lot of time for everyone. And um, yeah, like Faf said, it's a, it's a great place. Lots of uh, cool little spots. Um, I'm not in the city, I'm a bit out. I'm in Bowdoin, I'm a quiet, <laughs> lots of parks. <laughs> oh, you know, I like the wildlife, nice parks, good area. There you go. What, what attracted you then to, to the sail sharks? Um, I think it's just a different challenge for me coming from South Africa, the way we play there and the, t and the type of competition. I think there's a different challenge playing in, in the Premiership. Um, and from this weekend, I, I saw it was just on a, a very high, high standard and enjoyed to play there. But I think there's going to come different challenges with the weather and with different teams. Um, a lot of guys I haven't played it against before, so I think there's going to come a lot of challenges along with it. So I've been doing my research. I haven't been stalking you guys. I've just been researching. Yeah. And, um, it, and I was reading an article that you did a while ago, and it said you used to watch a lot of the Premiership on TV. Has it kind of lived up to expectation? Because you've obviously started last week. Yeah, I think everybody thinks um, it's very slow rugby and it's not a, not a good standard, but last week was just Everyone so thinks quick. that, Yeah, they do, in, in SA. In SA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it definitely was lived up to standard. Um, I think it was probably one of the quickest games I've played in. And, oh, and you've already tasted the Premiership, of course, with London Irish. Yeah, I have. Um, how, has, I don't know, I guess, how different um, is the setup here compared to that of what it was? I think I came, when I came into Irish, I was sort of, I was coming off a stint in Australia. I came into the team quite late in uh, November, whereas now I've had the, sort of the time to settle in, get to know the boys and just really sort of understand, I guess, uh, the plan and uh, what this club's all about and where we want to get to. I mean, it's, it's a bit of responsibility because like, both of you are obviously still quite young and, and you're coming here um, expected to be like the experience, you know, obviously you are experienced, but the experience and the leaders. So, so is, is that a fair bit of responsibility? Because there's so many youngsters here, but really good youngsters. But I guess that was part of the plan, to bring those up to yeah. your standard, I suppose. I don't, yes. know, I don't know how he feels, but almost like that, that responsibility. Um, so it's, it's good for me. I like that to be put in that position. Um, there's obviously a bit more pressure on you, but yeah, just, it's, it's, I think it's good for my game to, to have that responsibility and go out and and almost have that role that you talked about. Yeah. Is that one of the reasons that I assault the move here to you? Like the, the, the fact that you were going to guide the youngsters? Because did you have a look at the players that you were going to be playing with? Oh yeah, for sure. You, you have to do your homework before you move to a new club. I think exactly what Faf says. Um, I thrive sort of when I'm you know, pushed into more of a not, a, not a leadership role. We have great leaders in this team already. They're senior players and I guess we're both involved in, in the group, in the strategy group and uh, in overseeing sort of what goes on around the place now. Um, but look, I'm, I'm here to play rugby and uh, I find that, you know, when balance is working off the field and on the field, it... Um, but yeah, Steve Diamond, so what were your first impressions of Steve? Because he's quite a taskmaster, isn't he, I would imagine? I think what you see is what you get. I found him very refreshing from my first phone call to coming uh, to Manchester and meeting him and everything sort of, uh, you know, he's a man of his word and 
he seems to be running the ship pretty tightly. In terms of targets being sacked, um, what is the target for sales charts this season? It's, you know, it's, I don't, I've never found it good to sort of put a target on. We want to win. We want to win games and uh, we want to really cement sort of our style of play. Um, the way, or well, what I've seen, I've obviously been watching a lot during the during the preseason. I haven't been able to be involved on the field as much, but sort of in terms of sort of the coaching stuff, I think there's something pretty special that's going to happen here. And uh, there's a, a lot of belief in this team, and um, all the talk around the camp is uh, is really positive. So um, it wasn't the best start. I guess it was a really tough start against Wasps last weekend. Um, so in terms of lessons learned from that first outing as a group of players, what would they have been? Yeah, I think. We just need to realise that we're actually a good team and I think when they scored that first two tries, the guys were almost a bit surprised what's going on now. This wasn't the way it's supposed, supposed to go. And then we came back into that game and then it was again a surprise. Oh, we, we're in it again. So I think just we need to, to put that behind us. If you get a bad start or a good start, you just need to keep on going and move on to the next, the next movement or the next play in the game. So I think... Definitely, we're going to work on our defence for this weekend because um, our attack was, was pretty good. So if we can, can turn up on defence, then we're going to have a, have a good game this weekend. Yeah, big thanks to Sarah for heading all the way up to Manchester for that earlier on in the week. Um, but Sailor, a bit of a, bit of a tough one, aren't they? Yeah. Don't really know what to make of them this season or indeed last season. They win some games, they lose some games. Well, a couple of... They, they, they almost overperformed a couple of seasons ago, didn't they? Yeah. And everyone said, right, that's them here. And then last year, maybe it was a bit of a shock, but I think with Cipriani going and they didn't quite replace some of that attacking flair that he'd brought to them. But this year, they looked to have a little bit. Yeah, if after Clerk would make a big I difference think he to was, them. He was brilliant. Well, that's been their problem for the last two years. When you've got Stringer, who's just a passer, very good passer, and he can give you tempo. And then Phillips, who was... Let's be kind to him. He was getting on a bit. Um, they didn't really have somebody in the, for me, a really important position in a northern team at nine where you can move your pack around, Dowie boss Morris. people around, like a Dowie Morris, yeah. yeah. Someone who can do a little bit of the dog work. And I think that's what Steve Diamond wants, and that's why he got to Clerk. So I think that they could move up the table. They spend a lot less than other sides, so they're doing well comparatively. Well, that'll change now, will it? With I think with Mr. Orange. It's yeah. not just him, is it? No, there's, it? A, there's a few of them in there. What will change? If Sale can get 2,000 more people through the gates on every game... That's the big thing. ...then they can make big strides forward. So, you know, if people are in the northwest and they want to be entertained, it is a good fun going up on there on a Friday night, having a few beers. And I think they've finished the road now out of the back of the stadium, so it, you can it, actually get out rather than having to hitchhike. The atmosphere in the stadium makes a massive difference, yeah. I think in terms of that home advantage thing. Otherwise, you could be playing anyway, couldn't you? So, I mean, on paper, it's a decent squad. You just don't know what to make of them. I don't know whether you've done in your mind where you think the league is going to be this season. I have after the first week. Yeah, I, th I think they'll be mid-table, but I, I don't necessarily think they'll be sort of really pushing hard for the top four. Yeah, I think they'll be battling Quinns for round about eight, nine. Yeah, I'll go seven. Uh, different makeup though different makeups of the club it's not like all the other clubs with Steve Diamond there he, he seems <laughs> to control everything yeah he's like Boss Hog isn't he <laughs> I reckon he's got one of those cars that he arrives in with the big horns on he's what? like nah, 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 nah. one of those do you know what I mean he does everything he does he makes the tea well he doesn't make the tea he puts the flag no he doesn't put the flags out but he's basically the director of rugby yeah. the chief exec um, 
you know, he, he's he's embedded in that club, and I, I think the club are the club. If they want to do well, they have to take some of his values. They seem to have been a bit of a separation. They need to get that fighting spirit back a little bit more up there. I think at the weekend, defending was optional against Wasps. I know Wasps are a great attacking side, but at times, my God, you could have was driven that, a bus through some of the there holes there. There was a quote there. on his uh, on the Sale website, I think, that was him saying that Nathan Hughes, when he when he burst through the ruck to to create that try. What was the referee doing? Because they've been they've changed, the they, laws. they've changed the laws. Whereas I looked at it, it's fine. So I don't know whether they've. You just got to be the uh, back man. If you have to be the back, back man. man, and no one was in from sale. So as long as they pick it up immediately, yeah, actually they're entitled to play so, it unless one of their players comes in. So if one of their players comes in, it doesn't you matter if you're the back man. Yeah, well, you can as long as you. It, it's a bit like a number eight picking up as long yeah. as you release your bind. So effectively, if your foot is over the ball, if you if your foot is the back foot of the yeah. rook, you can pick up the ball yeah. regardless. Yeah. Just to clear that law up for people yeah. who are slowly and falling asleep if, listening now. If um, they haven't put anyone in, you've created a ruck just by having people on your feet over the ball. You can play it unless one of their players comes in. Yeah. And, and See, I've seen that new law. And I don't understand why more sides aren't standing off a little bit more. Yeah. Sarri stood off a lot in the second half, got penalised for it. Interesting if you're into that sort of stuff. No, not really. No, I know, I know what you mean. Um, but if you do fancy yourself as a bit of a pundit and... Ben, you fancy yourself as a pundit? No, or are you a com- you're a commentator or you, pundit? This is a job interview. Yeah, this is, yeah. Excellent. How's it going? What's your What's your aims for the next this three years? This is my CV. Looks very sure. Why is it on a stamp? Hey. Why is it on a what? A stamp. <laughs> so what What are your aims for the next three years? Um, where do you see yourself? Uh, well, working with someone else, which will be nice. <laughs> when they fi- Have you got your letter yet? No. B45, no. No. Hasn't come through. Awkward. Hopefully soon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, if you do fancy yourself as a bit of a pundit, you can play along with our new BT Sport predictor game for free. He did all right on that this week, didn't he? Well, everybody had a bad time this week because all the results pretty much went against the the trend. Uh, As you can guess... Where uh, where would they find the... BT Sports. I'm uh, about to tell you game. now. You can go online. Um, it's for each weekend's Aviva Premiership matches, uh, and for full details and terms and conditions, it's at btsport.com forward slash predictor. Do you need www or not? I, I think, think people have sort of worked that out now. Yeah, I don't think you do now. I think no. The modern, the uh, modern individual. Browser yeah. Will modern will, internet browser yeah. does what? <laughs> I won't ask you. Go straight File. to your favourite sites. Um, but I will just say delete. to anyone who does join in or is on Twitter or Instagram that we're only making our predictions. It's only what we think at the weekend. There's no need to abuse us. There's uh, no need what, to come on and say, you know what, I think what we're have you said Sale are going to win for? What do you think? Because we have to give by how much they're going to win by. Yeah. And to get the points where you actually get them on your own, you, you, you actually have to put maybe a bit more than you'd think. You yeah, don't, exactly. You don't want to be saying a three-point win because everyone said that. Yes. So, looking forward to this weekend. It's actually... I think, in a strange way, it's a much bigger weekend than last weekend. Always yeah. is the second weekend, because if you've had a loss, you're desperate to get a win. You don't want to start with two losses and be in that bottom half and already have a 10-point ten, a ten gap between you and the top. Yeah. Um, so there's some massive Interesting. games. Interesting. Fri- Friday night, sale against Newcastle. In the past, we would have been going, oh, this is huge. This is this is a relegation battle. Do you think it still is? or is? No, I don't think no, either side I will don't. go down this season. And I, and I don't... Will there be as much pressure on it as a result? Will yeah, I think, I think it's a diff- different type of pressure now for Newcastle because Dean Richards knows what it's like to be a winner, knows what it's like to be at the top of the table, knows what it's like to gain momentum. 
And you know what he was. You know what he was like. If you got momentum, that side didn't change. The only way you came out of that team is if you were injured. And those Newcastle boys, if it's they a shame go to sale, that it happened when you weren't playing, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, the first three games, yeah, Jamie Hamilton was fantastic. Andy Goode as well at fly half. He was, he was really difficult to get past. Well, mainly difficult to get around. Um, but I think Friday night's tough one to call. I, if I was going to go for that one, I'd probably go at the minute. Home advantage, or would you go Newcastle? Because I think it's going to be super form going into super tight, super tight. Sale will have been beasted this week about their defence. They'll be encouraged from McGinty to kick a lot more. So I think it'll just be a tight game. It's off. It's our opening game. It's on BT Sport 2 and 4K UHD from 7pm. And then on Saturday, we've got Bath versus Saracens on BT Sport 3 and 4K UHD from 1.30pm. That's a corker. I think Saris will win that. Uh, well, I do, but I, I think, you know, had Leicester won that game at the weekend, I think Bath would be under even more pressure. I think they, they might just have that little bit of momentum now and yeah. Saracens might maybe maybe it was too easy for Saracens Saracens defence isn't going to cough up the same sort of no. mistakes that Leicester did yeah but Bath and aren't going to cough up the same as Northampton yeah but in that game out of their three tries Bath only created one of them from attack mm. yeah true so effectively if you're talking about um, a kicking game versus a kicking game Saracens always win if you're talking about a defence versus defence Saracens pretty much always win Bath have got some X factor in that back line though I thought Max Clark looked very very good um, at the weekend. And after that, Northampton against Leicester, BT Sport 3 from 4.15pm. Give us a prediction. What you, oh. What's your prediction? Let's do it Pain. now. Let's lock them in on the btsport.com. I've already predictor. done mine. Have you? Yeah. Have you locked um, them in? No, I haven't locked them in. I'm waiting to see what you do. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> like, you can't, you can't see until you lock them in. I know, that's painful, that that's though, good. isn't it? That's good. That. But if you don't lock them in, they get automatically locked in, don't they? At kickoff, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a tough one to call. It's going to be it's going to be physical, emotional. I might cry a little, uh, but it will depend a little bit on what team Northampton pick. I think if they go out with the same team, I, I think they might struggle a little bit, just because of the confidence around. Where's the direction going to come from? Yeah, they, uh, well, they're going to pick Grayson at ten, yeah. a young lad yeah, in an absolutely. East Midlands derby. Oh, that's a, that's who our guest is. His dad. His dad. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we should ask him. Yeah. Phone him now. Give him a bell. See what he thinks. I've only got two percent battery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think who who they can add to that team. Mitch Eady looked. Yeah, well, Mitch Eady looked like he was injured, so I don't think we'll see him again. Which wasn't not for not. I mean, again, I mean, this week. Uh, who else could they add? I thought Ribbons did quite well when he came on. Yeah. Maybe start. Maybe put Courtney Laws in the back row and play Ribbons. Give them a little bit more firepower. Laws look good. I was really impressed with Laws. Yeah, he's no, by himself, wasn't he? Nothing was functioning for them, and he's still, he's still. And Collins, there was Collins injured. Did Collins, Tom Collins, come off injured? He came off injured, but it looked like but, he had cramp. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he he looked shot. He, he was did. their only attacking threat, and and Courtney with a few big ball carriers. Yeah, it's a tough one. Look, if I'm going to go for it, I'm going to. And people won't like us for saying it, but I think Leicester will win. I think they'll have to bounce back. Um, they'll sort their game plan out. They have to go wide, wide. With that bat line, there's no point trying to go three-pod carry in the middle with your bat row and then go wide. Because if you don't win that collision, Ford's on the back foot and Ford needs to be moving forward. Yeah. thought Ben Young was brilliant, by the way, at the weekend, particularly in the last 20. He looks very, very sharp around the breakdown. That, um, that was Sam Harrison. No, well, <laughs> it went, he went off with 10 minutes no, to I go. Know, I know. Uh, right, Exeter right. London Irish. Yeah, Exeter. I, I, I just can't see London Irish managing to reach that high again, especially no. down at Sandy Park. 
And then I think Gloucester will beat Quinns. Oh, that, he said it. Done it. Yeah, said that it. is good. Yeah, you think is. you're going for that? Well, Quinns was so loose at the weekend. That, really that, that, loose. Messy. It's, it's really difficult to predict on, on, the, on the first day, first day of the season, or first two weekends of the season, isn't it? Because yeah. do you get that automatic bounce back? Like you know, if a team gets on a run of bad performances, you go, well, they're just going to continue. But they, if they don't perform at home. It's going to be a very long season. For Are me. you saying have Quinn's got the bounce back ability to <laughs> bounce, bounce back, back ability into this? Have they got uh, the ability? Do you think the bouncing? Yeah, I don't know. They've got a strong side though, haven't they? Yeah. Which it, it doesn't stack up. You know, you watch them and you think that side with the names that they've got in that team should really be. Yeah. Well, I know London Irish were good, but should really be beating Irish. The back row. Will Ward play again at open side for them or will he bring in a bigger carrier? Marcus Smith, lots been spoken about him. He had, had some good points, didn't he? You can see, yeah, he's see vo- where the he's talent vocal is. He's vocal and he's got confidence. That, that, a little bit of time, doesn't he? He still looks like a young man Green, yeah. in a man's game, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Sunday. Yeah, Worcester that's, versus Wasps. That's BT's. probably one of the easier ones to call, wouldn't you say? I was just going to tell people where it's on, where, where? they can watch where? it. They can watch it? Yeah, they can, yeah. Wow. It's on BT Sport. Excellent. In fact, it's on oh, BT Sport handy. 1 and 4K UHD at 2.30pm. Are you doing I, that one? No, I'll be bowling. It's my daughter's uh, uh, 14th birthday. We're going bowling. I thought, no, she, actually, she, first, she said, Dad, can we go to the rugby and watch rugby yeah. in the corporate box? No, 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 bowling no it's because I, I, I'm doing what she wants to I do. I bet you're really good at bowling, aren't you? I bet. Only when they put those little things yeah. up on the sides and you can bounce it off. And the, and the little tray to the roll roller. it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have one of those. There's a height restriction. So I'm, I'm, I'm within the height. Shut yeah, up. I can use them. Yeah. So, no, uh, I think, well, Wasps will go there and win. Worcester, for me, are the they, side. They've looked uh, they, they most look the poorest in the game. Yeah, Mo- most likely to be in trouble. Lost Bentio. Yeah. Could yeah. be out for a long period of time. Uh, most well, likely. That, that, that was a break around his plate. Or, or damage around the plate he's already got in there. Oh, now he wears it, right. the big arm yeah. guard, apparently. So yeah, that's a that's does a that, huge. Does that, does that make it more serious then, or I don't know. Mark, you, uh, I thought you were a doctor. Mike, well, well, I am, yeah, but um, uh, without seeing the X-rays, yeah. I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mike Williams had uh, problems around his plate and came back fairly quickly, didn't he? So yeah. There we go. Anyway, okay. Thanks, thanks well, for listening, Oz. Yeah, should we do it again sometime? No. Okay. Well, we're forced to it. We're back we're, next we're, week. We're, we're, well, contractually obliged, we're not, actually. We're not doing it. No, we're not. Actually, next week, it's Nick Mullins and Ugo Monia. They'll be doing it from Nick's house. So Ugo won't escape. Oh. <laughs> he we'll will still be do it in that little room. Yeah. In the cellar. Is it called the grey room or the red room he's got? <laughs> it's, it's one of those colours. I can't remember which. Uh, but remember, the pod will be out every Thursday morning. So make sure you subscribe to get it delivered straight to your device. And if you've enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating and review us on iTunes. We won't see you next week, but Mullins and Monia will. Bye for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.